This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Talk money to me. Hello and welcome to Talk Money To Me. This is your Need To Know Financial Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Candice Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. Now, if you're tuning in for the first time today, firstly, welcome. Now, our podcast is all about updating you on the world of business, what's going on in capital markets. We also discuss and debate investable ideas, which have actually caught our eye and offer up our knowledge and expertise in financial advice and wealth strategies. So this is another one of our jam-packed episode where we're going to go deep dive into the markets at the moment, talk about what's going on and address a big question that we're chatting a lot about between ourselves and with our clients. Has the market fully priced in a recession? So what we'll do today is we'll look through the US market today, we'll compare it to the Australian market and offer up some of those insightful, thought-provoking, we hope, portfolio strategies and tactical shifts we're advising our clients to implement to ride out the next 12 months because it's very uncertain, right? That's right, Candice. So I guess a good quote uh, we heard recently was a lot of economists are saying it's not a possibility of major economies around the world heading to a recessionary environment, but now a certainty. And the question is, not if, but when. And another question that's probably even bigger or more topical at the moment playing on every investor's mind, anyone in capital markets that manage money, is how long and deep could this recession be? Now, before we really get stuck into this chat, guys, remember all the information we chat about on our show is not personal advice. Even though we're registered advisors at Shoreham Partners, please note that the podcast and content discussed does not constitute financial advice, nor it is a financial product. It's based on facts known at the time, which is the 11th of October, 2022, and things can change quickly. (laughs) Oh my God. And like, it feels like tomorrow is going to be Christmas. All right. So now we're into the last quarter of 2022. I guess, Felicity, before we debrief about the state of the markets and the current play, I thought it'd be a good reminder for us to lay out, I guess, what a recession really means in terms of the technicalities of it and what that means for the markets. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea because it's really about the macro at the moment and the market is really following the USD. Where the US rates are right now isn't actually a crazy rate for the economy. It's really the next hundred that is going to be where central banks have not gone in a really long time. That's right. Every um, central reserve has to do what they have to do to fight inflation. That's the big topic. So let's go back to the basics, right? Technical terms of going into recession. It's important to remember that we, you know, often sometimes need a refresher on what this means. In the times that we're in at the moment, which is very uncertain, it's good to provide clarification. So a recession is a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced, 
generally identified by the big top line fall in GDP over two consecutive quarters. Exactly. So it's not really as scary, I guess, as everyone makes it out to be. Um, But we've obviously got runway inflation, big interest rate hikes, Russian invasion of Ukraine, and I guess the unknown effects of the Federal Reserve's quantitative tightening policy among the indicators of a potential recession. Actually, only a few hours ago, JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon warned of a recession in six to nine months' time. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? And I think the big thing is that the party has to end, right? We've had so much QE. We've had historic low, low interest rates, and we've had a bull run since the GFC. So it's very normal that markets do go through these periods of corrections. Now, Europe is a very different state of play. They're already in a recession. And the US, you know, at this point in time, we're at this like kind of fork in the road. They'll be really lucky to get off with a mild recession at the current rate of things and what the data is pointing to us at the moment. Yeah, and I think it's also important to remember that rate rises we're seeing around the globe actually really take between 12 to 18 months for the impact to really play out in the economy and to flow through. Let's look at pullback expectations. And I'm going to refer to a really great article I saw recently on the Bloomberg app. If you're in the markets and you're not using Bloomberg daily, silly you, quick tip, jump on every morning because it's a good little refresh on what's going on. So this article was really interesting and it obviously pointed to the longest data point we have for a recessionary style environment and that's the one and a half years during the GFC. So during that time, the S&P 500, so the US main index there, pulled back 37% peak to trough. And interestingly, the six months leading up to the recession, the market was slightly off, only 2%. Uh, And, you know, what was more interesting that I took out of this article was that it was basically flat, only 4%, so not a lot of growth, like we just mentioned, in the 12 months leading up to the market crash. So the general rule of thumb here, guys, is that a market will fall generally 30 to 40% from peak to trough in a full recessionary style market sell-off. Yeah, and so with um, Diamond's little update, he actually thinks the S&P could fall easily by another 20% from current levels, with the next 20% slide likely to be more painful than the first. Eek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's all okay. Right, well, it's not all doom and gloom, right? That's why we're here. <laughs> well, that, that's what we'll get to at the further part of our chat, right, Felicity, because there is a silver lining always. We've got to be optimistic. Um, okay, so that makes sense because let's look at where we're at right now. So year-to-date figures. So the S&P 500's come off about 25%. NASDAQ tech, harder hit, 33%. Locally here, the ASX market, the All Ords Index has declined 13.5. So Gotta love ours. Gotta love our yeah, ASX, we're more resilient. don't we? <laughs> don't you wish it was up, but no, it's not. Um, but I guess the best global market indicator that we commonly refer to when we think of like how is the global economy uh, faring at the moment is the MSCI index, which is off 31.68% year to date. Yeah. So I guess, look, we can see this, the Australian market is a bit more resilient than the US and the rest of the world. And we're actually predicting, I mean, don't hold us to this, but that Australia does not have a recession. We avoided it in the 1997 Asian financial crisis. We also escaped it in the the 2001 US tech wreck and we avoided the great recession during the GFC. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed that prediction does come true. Again, it is a forecast, it's a prediction, you can't hold it to 
you can't hold us to it. But unless it's I guess, right, then just yeah, <laughs> then we're then we're going to be like woohoo. But <laughs> let's look at the facts. Australians, we are referred to as a lucky country. To our credit, we do have an excellent judgment, and they get a lot of criticism. But the Reserve Bank are really quite good at making the quick decisions when they need to. So recently, they quote unquote what everyone's saying, you know, eased or took a pause or took a breath. They didn't do the fifty basis points hike that everyone was expecting. They took a moment to see if it's working. So we are very tactical and quick to respond, which I think is Australia's saving grace. Yeah, so I think we really make some clear-eyed decisions here. However, it'll need to really be carefully managed, I think, because if the Fed keeps raising rates, Australia may get pressured to do the same. And I'll explain why. Because when the US hikes rates, investors buy USD to take advantage of higher rates. It actually forces up the price of the US dollar in relation to currencies that haven't done the hike. So unless Oz hikes in line with the US, the value of our currency is likely to fall in relation to the USD, which means for us more expensive imports, which means more inflation. So it's a bit of a catch-22. Now, we've actually helped through this with our high commodity prices, which really does support our currency. And perhaps we're looking at a little bit of a decouple from the US. Like you mentioned, our 25 BIP increase shows a little pivot away from the US. So we shall see. Yeah, we've got to remember also, we're not on all even playing fields. Every economy has its own battles to deal with and every reserve should act accordingly. So we'll see what happens and plays out there. We're going to have a busy couple of months, I think, leading up to Christmas Felicity with all this data coming out. And what we're going to be watching in particular is the big US banks. And they're set to report their third quarter earnings um, very soon, this Friday. In fact, when our weekly episodes drop. So let's look at the benchmarks again. So the S&P 500 index has lost about 24% or 25% with all major US indices trading in a bear market territory currently. Oh, that is a scary term, isn't it? A bear market. So we should probably explain what a bear market is, seen as we've been a bull market since March 2009. Nine years, five months and 13 days to be exact. (laughs) Did you calculate that? Exactly. (laughs) I love it. It's a little bit higher than that now, to be honest. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah, it's been long in the tooth. Okay. So a bear market is definitely a prolonged drop in investment prices. Generally, a bear market happens when the broader market index falls by 20% or more from its peak to trough. So we're kind of already in that territory, like we've just said. Yeah, so while 20% is the threshold, right, bear markets often plummet much deeper over a sustained period and not all at once. So, you know, although we've actually seen quite a few uh, relief rallies, the trend is generally downwards. So eventually investors begin to find stocks attractively priced and start buying, which will officially end the bear market. (laughs) Yeah, then the bull comes back, right? That's him. So bear markets, if we look at the textbook kind of definition, they're typically characterised by investors' pessimism and low confidence. So during a bear market, investors often seem to ignore any good news that's out on the table and they still have the trend of selling quickly, pushing prices down even further because fear is their biggest driver at that point in time. That's it. I think it's important that in a bear market um, is investor confidence um, and business sentiment, right? Exactly. So what we're actually seeing at the moment, which is super interesting, is investor confidence still remains relatively positive and euphoric a little bit. The data is still showing us that consumers are spending generally. Um, But because I guess like that point earlier, the interest rate hikes haven't really set in just yet. 
And the opposite is happening in the corporate world and the business confidence is super low. So one data point that I find interesting on that exact point is that we've roughly seen a 30% decline in the measure of popular large cap US equities since the 2020 euphoric moment. So what I mean by that is earnings have grown slightly and business profits have held up you know, pretty well to date, but the price to earnings ratio have contracted or um, fallen in response to the accelerating inflation and interest rate rises we've seen. That's it. So look, if we look at the same large cap US equities, P ratios are now roughly in line with 2011 levels. Yeah, roughly. And like earlier, like two weeks ago, remember Felicity, we flirted with the June lows um, of, of 2022 already. So we are super volatile at the moment. Um, but what that's saying to me is that we don't appear to be quote unquote cheap and completely depressed yet in some of these stocks. Hence, a lot of portfolio managers that we tap into and listen to their research and their update what they're really saying is it's a wait and see holding pattern before we buy and top up more. Could it get worse before it gets better? So as we've mentioned, I think there's going to be a lot of data points coming in the next few weeks in terms of US earnings season fully roll out, more of what the Fed's going to tell us. So keep watching this space. There'll be lots of points to discuss. Yeah, that's it. Because I think they obviously, you know, with unemployment low, um, you can see that people are still going to be spending. And unemployment low is actually a good thing for the economy. Um, but obviously everyone sees it as a negative, right? Because it pushes up inflation. So it is that catch 22. I listened to a podcast recently and they spoke about the fact that large businesses don't want to let go of these really good staff. You know, they're kind of willing to hold on for the next 12 to 18 months because it took so long to actually find them. I think the feds can have a lot of trouble um, because companies want to hold on to their good staff. It's going to be a really busy couple of weeks for us. Now we're going to take a short break and then come back with some strategies on how to invest in a bear market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So the first strategy to consider in times like this is... Drumroll, please. Make dollar cost averaging your friend. Your BFF, in fact. That's it, or your work wife. So <laughs> so say the price of a stock in your portfolio slumps 25% from $100 to $75 a share. If you've got money to invest and you want to buy more of this stock, it can be tempting to try and buy when you think the stock's price has cratered or bottomed. Problem is, remember, you'll likely be wrong, right? Because Sorry. Because P- Yeah, because like we just said before the break, PEs could come off even more. So the stock market may have 
bottomed or that company that you're looking at on your watch pad, um, you know, at 75 bucks a share, but it could also come up another 50% or 25% from that high. That's why trying to pick the bottom or time the market is just super risky. Exactly. So a more prudent approach is to regularly add money to the market with a strategy known as dollar cost averaging. Now we've spoken about this a lot. I think we mention it in basically every episode. So dollar cost averaging is when you continually invest money over time and in roughly equal amounts. And this helps smooth out your purchase price over time, ensuring that you don't pour all your money into a stock at a higher price at the one time while still taking advantage of the market dip. So another good quick tip is if you're at the moment, you know, earning quite a nice income and you're able to save, put money aside each month, let's just call it $2,000 a month, think about a number with of that surplus that you're happy to put into the market. It might be 500 bucks a month. That's just continually topping up the portfolio. Yeah, your advisor, or you could set up a regular investment plan. Because look, I, there's no doubt that bear markets can be really scary. And I think for a lot of listeners, it's probably going to be your first. Um, but the stock market has proven time and time again, it will bounce back eventually. Now, the key word here is eventually. That's right. And a second strategy that we like to uh, deploy in the current kind of volatile times that we're seeing in a bear market for sure is diversify your holdings. So boosting your portfolio diversification so that it includes a mix of different asset classes is another valuable strategy to put to work in a bear market or actually not, right? It's just a general good rule of thumb to do. The benefit of portfolio diversification is that it increases the probability of having some sectors of the market perform well and hold up better than others, while others are more prone to being sold off. Yeah. So because bear markets typically proceed or coincide with economic recessions, investors often favour assets during these times that deliver steadier returns, irrespective of what's happening in the economy. So I guess this defensive strategy might mean adding the following assets to your portfolio. My favourite, dividend paying stocks. So even though the stock prices aren't going up in the way you want it to all the time, investors take reassurance that they're still getting paid in form of a dividend. So they're still getting rewarded by the company profits and earnings at the end of the day. And that's why companies that pay higher than average dividends will be appealing to most investors during a bear market. It's a bit of a safe haven. A lot of investors rush to those. And now we've got bonds, which haven't actually performed very well um, over the past, you know, five plus years. Um, But now they're actually making an attractive return and they're an attractive investment during shaky periods in the stock market because their prices, you know, often move in the opposite direction of stock prices. So I think that bonds are an essential component of any portfolio, but you need to look at adding high quality, uh, potentially short-term bonds that may help ease the pain of the bear market. And we're actually going to look at doing an episode with some bond experts really explaining what a bond is, because I think, again, a lot of listeners don't really understand uh, the bond market. Yeah, so stay tuned. We can't wait to bring that one to you. And then I guess hybrids, right? Because they're half equity, half bond. Again, just listen to our episode with Cameron Duncan. He is the hybrid expert and we'll go into a lot more detail. So, So, you know, having a diversification of asset classes really does help cushion the blow. Um, Now, we've got our third strategy, which I think is a a great one and the way we're positioning, you know, investing in sectors that perform well in recessions. Yeah. So what do we mean by that? Well, if we see a lot of portfolio managers at the moment, what they're doing is they're tilting away from high growth, you know, and more towards traditional value stocks. 
So this basically means that we need to be more selective as investors about the growth stocks you choose in the portfolio at the moment and perhaps look further up the curve to more value, you know, blue chip, quote unquote, large cap, monopoly style businesses such as Apple, when you think of, you know, the biggest companies in the world and Microsoft, for example. So we're not saying go sell all your growth tech positions. You know, growth in the sense of mature businesses is okay because there's a lot of value. I think another point to add here, time is really the only solution to all of this. Time in the market with the right policy um, from a macro perspective, as well as, I guess, investment policy. Um, You know, if it's not the right policy, it's going to be your enemy. So other traditional, like typical stocks we like to look at or sectors is utilities and transportation. So think APA and Transurban. Also look at energy, think old and new. So we think old energy for the next 18 months, think Woodside, Chevron, um, and new energy for a bit longer, a longer time horizon, like uranium plays. Yeah, and further to that, like anything really ESG, right? And then you've got your kind of no-brainer, bread and butter, play on word here, food staples, fast food, you know, large discount retailers and packaging. That's a really good sectors or sectors to invest in at the moment. So think elders. We actually did an episode on elders with Mark Allison. Um, He really talks about the benefits of holding agriculture, particularly in this environment that we're in. McDonald's, so that, you know, food staple, fast food, Walmart, Amcor, AMC is the code on the ASX. Another sector, and I guess one of the most famous, quote unquote, recession proof or resilient sectors, which I spoke about in our last order pad is healthcare, the big H. So in the Australian market, you got CSL, you got Sonic Healthcare, you got Ramsey, Offshore, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, Merck and Co, the list goes on. That's it. So really, a girl's got to eat, And unfortunately, you've got to go to the doctor sometimes. And who doesn't love a Big Mac? (laughs) Things happen. I love a Big Mac. That's my favourite. And then you think, we're not running away from tech, right? Think mature tech. Um, So we've mentioned Apple and Microsoft already. I think it's also really important to look at cybersecurity as recession resistant. So think companies like CrowdStrike on the NASDAQ. Um, You know, I've mentioned this company a few times on the podcast. I've actually written an article on a few different cybersecurity companies recently even though these are solid businesses that have been sold off 34% for the year, um, you know, this is something that you need to look at um, because nothing really has been too safe. But I think here, this is where the dollar cost averaging comes in, right? Yeah, nothing has been too safe. That's so true. So in summary, we're bulls on those sectors and then picking out really the best companies within these more recession-proof sectors, which have strong pricing power, solid balance sheets, ideally pay a dividend to help ride out this volatility. Or if they don't pay, you know, a whopping dividend, at least you can see that they're reinvesting back into the business, right? We like free cash flow, right? That's super important. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we want to look at earnings, earnings, earnings. Yeah. And you want a really resilient sector, but not only that, you want, you know, sound management board, everyone working to the best advantage of all shareholders, not just the top end of town. So that's what we're keen on versus... Let's talk about the other side, right? So we want to, at the moment, reduce your exposure in the recessionary environment that we're kind of heading into to high cash burn businesses. So pre-revenue business models, not nah, don't want any of that, or we want a low amount of that. We want to tilt away towards interest rate rise sensitive businesses. Yeah, I think here we need a clear run rate to cash flow positive um, or clear catalyst to invest in those high growth speculative ideas. Because let's be honest, I'm not going to remove them from my portfolio completely. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's important to remember that if you're a long-term investor, these little kind of tactical tilts we're talking about are really good for the next 12 to 18, 24 months. But if you're thinking, couldn't care less, I'm in the markets for 30 years, then it goes back to the businesses you want to own for the long term and the sectors that you want to be in. Everything's on sale. <laughs> Everything's on sale. I love Everything's sale. on sale. <laughs> and I, if, you're, if, you, if you start your investment journey today, for example, you listen to this podcast, you're like, wow, that was great insights. I'm going to jump in the market. Well, maybe steer away from those high cash burn businesses first. And I'll tell you why. Because the higher growth rate, more speculative, you know, stocks or sectors or small to mid cap um, are the first to get sold off. And we've seen exactly that play out today. So companies that recently IPO'd, they've been sold off aggressively in the past few months. So think DoorDash that came to the market at 102 IPO price back at the end of 2020. That's off now 67% year to date. So more than those indexes that we mentioned at the start of our show, trading around 47 bucks at the moment. Ouch. So that would be an easy tilt that we can avoid that short-term pain. And our final point for today is what we always come back to time and time again is focus on the long term. That's it. You know, investing really is at least a five, seven, 10 year play. And you know, the bear markets really test the resolve, I think, of all investors. You know, these periods are difficult to endure. History's shown you probably won't have to wait too long for the market to recover. And if you're investing for a long-term goal, such as retirement, the bear markets you'll endure will actually be overshadowed by bull markets. So that is, I guess, light at the end of the tunnel. Um, money you need for the short-term goals though, please don't put them in the market. Generally, those you hold for only less than five years shouldn't be in the market. Make sure you don't put any money in the market that you're going to need for short-term cash flow issues. Just don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Resisting that temptation to sell investments when markets are plummeting or off is really difficult. You know, that is Behavioural Finance 101. We all suffer from this from some period of time, but it's one of the best things that you can do for your portfolio is to avoid it. So if you have trouble keeping your hands off your investments during a bear market, you know, maybe consider seeking advice. I guess a really good quote in this current market and exactly on this portfolio mentality is from the legend Ben Graham, who said, and I'm going to read a quote, the market is a weighing machine in the long run. And in the short term, the market is a voting machine, merely being a popularity contest. So Buffett, one of his students further added to this, and said that the votes count in the short term and unfortunately they have no literacy tests in terms of voting qualifications. So I guess what he's saying in a nice way of saying it is the fears that inspire this market sell-off will eventually disappear and markets will recover and stocks will become popular once again. Try not to get too caught up in the noise. Your playbook will have to change a little bit uh, for the short term. So like we said, take our above points. And if you can't keep your hands off your portfolio and stop you from selling, you really should see a financial advisor and help and get them to manage your investments for you in both the good times and the bad times. And with that being said, we can't wait to actually meet you all this weekend at FinFest. Yeah, we are so pumped for this Saturday. 
we look forward to seeing you all there and answering any questions you've got and just generally catching up with you all. Now, we've actually had a lot of you reach out to us already, which we're absolutely loving. Uh, so you can reach us at tmtm at equitymates.com or just go check out our business website, www.cftgroup.com.au. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap to our show. So before we sign off, please remember, although Felicity and I are financial advisors at Shore and Partners, as always, our discussion today does not constitute as personal financial advice. As always, go out and seek professional financial advice. Shoot us an email if you've got any questions before you make your investment and financial decisions. We will see you guys on Saturday. See you then. Ciao, Bellas. Talk Money to Me is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Talk Money to Me are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Talk Money to Me acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.